نعم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد حديث نمبر 43 الشيخ سليمان بيشريد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الثالث والأربعون قال إمام الناوي رحمه الله قال إمام ابن رجب الحنبلي رحمه الله عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهم أنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الحق الفرائض بأهلها فما أبقت الفرائض فالأولى رجل ذكر خرجه البخاري خرجه البخاري ومسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد So in this hadith Imam Rajab bin Hanbal Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali رحمه الله starts with the hadith on Fara'id He starts with the hadith on Fara'id By Fara'id we mean inheritance the knowledge of inheritance when a person dies how the person is inherited so every person has been given a share of their inheritance in the Quran and this inheritance which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stipulated in the Quran is referred to as the fara'id which Allah has given to certain people there are six fara'id that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran and these fara'if are all found in only three ayahs. There are six fara'if which Allah mentioned in the Quran and all of them are found in only three ayahs. The first uh, two ayat are found at the beginning, towards the beginning of Surah An-Nisa while the last ayah is found at the end of Surah An-Nisa. In fact, it's the end of Surah An-Nisa, the ayah which is called Ayatu Al-Kalala. Yastaftunaka qulillahu yuftikum fil kalala inimru'un halaka laysa lahu waladun walahu uhtun falaha nisfu ma tarak up to the end of the ayah. So what are the six fara'id which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran? The Fara'id can be extracted by reading this ayat in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with the children. And I want us to deal with the children first of all. Then after that, Allah is going to speak about the parents. Then after speaking about the parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to speak about, about the others, such as the brothers and the sisters. So, for the children, Allah says, يُوسِكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي أَوْلَادِكُمْ لِلذَّكَرِ مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُنْثَيَيْنِ لِلذَّكَرِ مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُنْثَيَيْنِ For a man, he gets double the share of a woman. لِلذَّكَرِ In this situation, we have children, mixed children, boys and girls. Alright? لِلذَّكَرِ مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُنْثَيَيْنِ No farth has been mentioned in this ayah. فَإِن كُنَّ نِسَاءً If he has daughters only, فَإِن كُنَّ نِسَاءً فَوْقَ اثْنَتَيْنِ فَلَهُنَّ ثُلُثَا مَا تَرَكْ So, this is the first farad. 
2 over 3. Two thirds. That's farad number one. فَإِنْ كُنَّ نِسَاءً فَوْقَ اثْنَتَيْنِ فَلَهُنَّ ثُلُثَا مَا تَرَكْ وَإِنْ كَانَتْ وَاحِدَةً فَلَهَا النِّصْفِ If a daughter is alone, فَلَهَا النِّصْفِ She has half. Okay. فَإِنْ كُنَّ نِسَاءً فَوْقَ اثْنَتَيْنِ فَلَهُنَّ ثُلُثَا مَا تَرَكْ This is for many girls. More than two. Okay. More than two girls. Thulutha, two thirds. Wa inkanat wahida, if she's alone, this is one daughter. One daughter gets half of the property. Yuswikumullahu fi awladikum lidhakari mithlu hafzil umthayayin. So, on this part, we say boys and girls, right? If we have boys and girls, we have lidhakari for a male, two. For a female, one share. Are we done with the children? Yes. The children are either boys only, or girls only, or boys and girls, right? So I've spoken about girls only, then I've spoken about one girl, and I've spoken about boys and girls. I've not spoken about boys only, and I haven't spoken about one boy, because they have special rules, all right? So this part, we just want to extract the fara'id. What fara'id do we get from here? Two-thirds and half. لِذَّكَرِي مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُمْثَيْنِ فَإِن كُنَّ نِسَاءً فَوْقَ اثْنَتَيْنِ فَلَهُنَّ ثُلُثَا مَا تَرَكُ وَإِن كَانَتْ وَاحِدَةً فَلَهَا النِّسْفِ وَلِأَبَوَيْهِ We move on to the parents. وَلِأَبَوَيْهِ لِكُلِّ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْهُمَ السُّدُسُ مِمَّا تَرَكَ إِن كَانَ لَهُ وَلَدٍ So for the parents, this is the third fariva. Sudus. One over six. For the parents. لِكُلِّ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْهُمَ For either of them. إن كان له ولد if he has children so if the man has children and he dies لقدر الله the father gets one over six of the property and the mother also gets one over six لكل واحد منهما السدس مما ترك إن كان له ولد if he has a child فإن لم يكن له ولد if he doesn't have a child وورثه أبواه and the parents are inheriting him then the mother gets one third. So this is the fourth farad. One over three. This is for the mother. All right? So let's go through. I said there are six faraib. We already have four so far. Who gets two thirds? Maybe let me remove this so that we can, we can try to memorize these things. Yes. Who gets two thirds? No. No. More than two girls. More than two girls get two thirds. Who gets half? One girl. If she's alone. Okay. Uh, who gets one over six? The parents. If, if he has children. And who gets one over three? 
the mother. Why hasn't the father been mentioned? We'll get the rest. The, the, yeah, the, the, the father and the son are called Asaba. They, they, they get everything that remains at, at the end when these people have got their, their fara'if. But we'll get to those details later. So, um, if he has brothers, all right? If the man who died had brothers, then the mother is reduced to one over six again. So we're not, we're not going to write it because it's already here. One over six. We won't write it. Okay. So we still have only four fara'if. Mimba'di wasuya after the wasuya. What is wasuya? Yeah, now we want the meaning of the word wasuya. What is the meaning of wasuya? Because Allah says here, this, this share, this one over six should be given after the wasuya has been given. What is wasuya? Now. If he wrote, yes, if he wrote something for someone. So this faridah uh, is only going to be given after the wasuya has been given. If someone is not supposed to inherit me, and I know if I die there will be nothing for him. Because he's not part of the family, maybe he's not, he's not my son, uh, maybe I adopted him. And by adoption he can't, he can't inherit me. So all I have to do is write a wasuya for him. I give him uh, the house, for example, in such and such a place. This is a wasuya. So when the, the person in charge, when the judge, uh, when the jurist comes, he's going to look at the wasuya, first of all, to remove everything that's supposed to be in the wasuya before sharing out the, the property. So if a house has been willed to someone, that house has to be removed, first of all. It's not part of what is going to be shared. That is the meaning of mimba'di wasuya. The wasuya comes before uh, the shares. Awdain, or credit, money that he owed. That also has to be removed before the sharing. You don't share his property until the wasuya has been removed and the dain, which is what he owes, has also been removed. Now, a mas'ala is... Uh, which one comes first? Which one must be given priority? The wasuya or the debt? Ah, just like that. Which one gets priority? Wasuya or, or, or dame? That's where the problem is. Because Allah in the ayah is mentioning the wasuya before the debt. And up to now, it's a point of difference between the scholars. Now, exactly. Uh, in that case, if we agree, for example, if this this group of scholars have agreed that the wasiyah should be given before the debt. Once we give the wasuya, if what is remaining is, is less than the debt, then what we do is everyone is going to get according to percentages. 
the, the, the people that he owes. For example, uh, how much did he owe you? He owed me 50,000 and you 20,000, you 5,000 and so on. The money we have here is not enough to give all of you. So we're going to give you according to what we have, according to the percentages that, that he owed you. For example, the one owed um, 50,000 will get double what the one owed 25,000 is getting and the money available is 10,000. Think of it this way. He owes 75,000 and 25,000, all right? And the available money is 10,000. How do we give it out? The one, the one that he owed 75,000 gets 7,500. And the one he owed 25,000 gets 2,500. Because that's what's available. No, for me, no, for me, I'm not, I'm not among the group that thinks the Wasuya should come first. Personally, I think the Dane should come first. I think the debt should be settled first, then, then the Wasuya. You, you can't give, you can't give what you don't have. <laughs> A person who doesn't have should not give. You only give when you have. If you don't have, you don't give. Naam. So you see here that the first two faraib have to do with the children. The two-thirds and the half is specifically for the children. The second two faraib, which is the uh, sixth and the third, have to do with the parents. So we are done with the children and we are done with the parents. We move on to husband and wife, right? وَلَكُمْ نِصْفُ مَا تَرَكَ أَزْوَاجُكُمْ إِلَّمْ يَكُلْ لَهُنَّ if, if your wives die, you get half of, of their property if they had no children. So we're now talking about husband and wife. All right. If, if a man has a wife and the wife dies and this wife does not have a child, then the man gets half her property. إِلَّمْ يَكُلْ لَهُنَّ if they have children, then you get a quarter of, of the property. If a man has a wife and the wife dies and the wife has children, either from him or from, from somewhere else, the important thing is she has children, then the man gets only a quarter of what the wife has left behind. He inherits a quarter of what is left behind by the wife. So we have a new faridah. Obviously the first one, which is half, is already appearing here. So we don't count it as a new faridah because it's already there. All right. I just want to count them in terms of fractions. What fractions do we have in the mathematics of inheritance? We have two thirds, we have half, we have one sixth, one third, and the new one is one quarter. Okay. One quarter, which is the faridah of a husband when the wife has a child. So one over four. So this section is for husband and wife. All right. Then, They should get a quarter of what you leave behind if you have no children. 
if the husband is the one who dies in this case and the husband does not have any children he didn't leave any children behind the wife is supposed to get one over four of the property one quarter of the profit, uh, property left behind by the husband if you have children then they get one over eight so that's a new fariva one over eight if we follow the sharia you know strictly these these issues of husbands being murdered for their money and uh, wives becoming billionaires and so on would be nowhere because because islam doesn't give a chance for for that in in our society obviously when the husband dies the the widow expects everything will come to her it will come to her in the name of the in the name of the children it's for for the wife and the children and a little bit maybe to to the parents i don't know what what percentage but islam does not want the wife to use to use the children to to, to gain property the children are going to gain rather to inherit individually and the mother should also have her own inheritance if the children are too young to handle the property then it will be saved for them until such a time when they are mature enough to run the the the, the, the business or to handle the money and so on we we don't give it to the mother you can't you can't say here is the money how many children one two three four five six seven here is the money for all the children you know we we only human beings the money is going to be misused and later maybe one year two years later she she gets married to someone else and and that's the end of the story the the children are suffering and that's a stepfather to to, to them and uh, stepfathers are not the kindest people in the in the world where's the father's property it was given to the mother mother was the property ah come on it we used it islam doesn't doesn't allow that so how many do we have now all the six all right two thirds half one sixth one third uh a quarter and one over eight now listen to this. Kalala is a man who has no usul and he has no furu'. By usul and furu' we mean where he descends from and those who descend from him. So your parents are called your usul, where you come from, all right? And your children will be your furu'. These are the furu' that are coming from you, all right? In this case, this man does not have usul, the parents. And by par parents in Islam, we don't just mean the father or the mother. If the father is not available, the grandfather. And the great-grandfather and the great-great-great, all of them are usul going up and the furu furu are not just your children furu are your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren but the only trick is that if your children are available all right when your children are available they block your grandchildren your grandchildren cannot inherit from you when your children are available but if your children die then your grandchildren move into the position of the children and they can inherit if your grandchildren also die, 
your great-grandchildren take up the position of children and they inherit in the same way that your children will inherit. If your father is not available, then your, your, your grandfather takes the position of the father and he inherits the way the father is supposed to inherit. If the grandfather is not available, the great-grandfather is going to take his position just like that. So, your son inherits from you. If your son is not available, if he dies, his children will inherit from you. His sons or his daughters. Your daughter inherits from you. But if she dies, her children do not inherit from you. Are we together? Your daughter inherits you, but your daughter's children are not your children. Your daughter's children have a father. They, they have a different name. They should go and inherit where they got their name. All right? But your son's children will always have your name. Your son's children and their children and their children and their children. If you are Ahmad, for example, your son's surname is also Ahmad. The grandchildren, Ahmad. The great-grandchildren, Ahmad. Then it means all of them are in the line of inheritance. But for your daughter, your daughter's name is obviously going to be Ahmad. All right? Then the, the children, her children, Yusuf. And that's where the inheritance uh, comes to an end. All right. If we're willing, I mean, dealing with a man who has no usul, no parents, and he has no children to inherit him. If he has brothers and sisters, then each one of them is going to get one over six, which is already here. No father, no mother, only brothers and sisters, they get one over six each. If there are many of them, then all of them should share one third. Do we have one third here? Yes. If there are too many brothers and sisters, we ask them to share one third. But there is tafsir to this ayah. The brothers and sisters meant in this ayah are brothers and sisters only from the mother in this ayah. The brothers and sisters from the father and the brothers and sisters from both mother and father will come in the last ayah. Yas'alunaka qulillahu yuftikum fil kalala. The ayah of kalala is the one that speaks about the brothers from your father and the brothers ash-shaqiq, same mother and same father. The brothers referred to here are the brothers from the mother only who get one third if there is a group of them. This, this hadith cannot be exhausted just today. We have to, to repeat this next week and then add a little more. Just make sure we understand these basics, inshallah. I'm not going to go into the details of the mathematics of inheritance. I just want you to know the basics. The basics of this, this mathematics, how, how it works, inshallah. With the basics, you'll be able to solve any problems that, that result, you know, from, from inheritance, insha'Allah ta'ala. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanakallahum, alhamdulillah, nashadu Allah, ilaha illa anta, astaghfirullah, antubi ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzat amma yifakuni, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.